So it seems you've discovered your unpleasant nature. How are you? We might ask the same question. Welcome to episode 12 of I Think I Like This Movie, America's Least Necessary Film Criticism Podcast. I am Noah Frank. My co-host, as always, is Will Vitka. And today's guest is internet writer Alex Maisie, who brings us the 1998 sci-fi film Dark City, featuring Rufus Sewell, Jennifer Connelly, Kiefer Sutherland, and William Hurt. So set those clocks at midnight and remember never to talk to strangers. Alex, welcome to the show, and can you tell me how to get to Shell Beach? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so um, Dark City is uh, about John Murdoch, played by Rufus Sewell, with his incredibly punchable face. Um, and he is an amnesiac who uh, awakens at a murder scene um, and goes on a sort of journey to find out who he is and uncover the truth while being pursued by mysterious um hellraiser darth vaders um and uh keeper sutherland is there as a as a guy cosplaying the the main villain from raiders of the lost ark <laughs> but with asthma but yeah and wonky eye yeah i was gonna say the eye thing is mm. <laughs> well, let's let's get into your personal history with this movie because that's what we do here. So, what what was do you remember your, the first time you saw this movie? Where were you, and what was your experience? Why why did you think that you liked this movie? Yeah, so um, I almost certainly saw this in theaters uh, uh, when it came out. Um, I had a, a something of a strange upbringing, so if there was a movie that appealed to me and it got me out of my home, I I was on it. Um, so I almost certainly didn't watch this originally sober. Uh, so, you know, I was too young to, 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 to really be doing much of anything, but, um, that may have clouded my memory of it. Um, but to be honest, uh, it, it, it stood out. Um, but that said, it's been, it's been, how long has it been? Like 1998? Wow. Um, yeah, we're old, dude. Yeah. Uh, I could not clearly remember it enough. And, you know, when, when, when Will approached me to do this, I was like, this is the, 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 the least clear pyramid scheme that anyone from high school has invited me to participate in. But if there's the bill. There's no obvious way that we're making money, if that's if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah not, when do I get the crystals to sell? Well, so <laughs> so that was the one and only time that, that you saw it was in the theaters in 1998 as a drunk teenager, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I I gotta say I gotta say so. Uh, like, um, I think I was conscious of the fact that a director's cut later came out, um, but like that was you know, on the on the hooves of of uh, hooves. I don't know. Like uh, uh, on the <laughs> on the on the tail of like the Star Wars you know re-releases, and and I was kind of like, oh, director's cut, uh, whatever. Um, and then I just let it fade into the obscurity of memory. Uh, Will, do you, did you have a uh, background with this movie? Yeah, actually, I kind of do. I remember being one of two people who went to go see this in the movies. Oh, and, I'm sure. Uh, and my dad was the other guy. <laughs> and that was it. Nobody else was in the movie theater. Oh, man. Um, 
And this was in New York, so I have I have previously watched Blade Runner alone with your father, so I can imagine <laughs> what that experience was like. I, I, I like it. I, a creepy way. Don't make. <laughs> Uh, I, I I did not actually know anything about this when it came out. I don't I didn't remember it coming out. Like I growing up in California, like I don't remember any promo for this movie. And like I watched a lot of movies in high school. Like it seems like something that would have been up my alley. And I had no memory of it at all. I and I definitely saw it on television, on late night television, like two a.m. TV, like post Saturday Night Live movie of the week on like our NBC affiliate or whatever, uh, you know, deep on a Saturday night when I wasn't going to sleep when I was I don't know, 17 or 18. I was still in high school. Um, so it was within a couple of years after this came out. Um, yeah, it really makes me question whether or not Alex Proya pissed someone off. Yeah, um, it didn't it didn't it didn't do well, if I if I recall. Correctly. No, I, so I just what, told you the. Well, relative for our podcast, it did just fine. Uh, we've, had, <laughs> we've had movies that have made back a, a fraction of a percent of what was spent on them. Um, it's it's worth it's worth looking at the numbers, which is this. It was a twenty seven million dollar movie, which is not a cheap movie. That's about forty five million dollars in today's money. Um, so that's you know that's a that's a decent budget uh, movie. Like he got a, a, a fair amount of money to make it. Uh, it did not make anywhere close to that back in the United States, but overall worldwide, it basically broke even, which, you know, I mean, that's not the intent. Uh, they obviously want to make back more and double and triple their money on stuff, but it was not a complete bomb uh, and it didn't cost it didn't end up costing the studio any money, um, which you would think that at least that would give you another shot to do other stuff. But he didn't <laughs> he didn't really. Yeah, he didn't really use this as a springboard to anything even though it was it was fairly well critically acclaimed i mean it, it won the saturn prize for the best sci-fi movie that year so, i yeah, mean no, for, uh, but also let's let's freaked won a saturn prize so i don't know <laughs> i mean i mean he's uh, uh, no it's on something though like like ebert took the time to record a full commentary on the on the on the the dvd version of it about like how it was the greatest movie you'd ever seen in that time time period it's, it, it is really, we, we can get into this later, but it is really astonishingly uh, inventive. There's a ton of really cool stuff here. Um, it, but like, I don't know, like Alex said, it just sort of fell into some frame of his brain and, and everybody forgot. Yeah, about I, 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 I think that, I think that, um, I think that it suffered from, from the, the, the David, the David Goyer effect a little bit. Um, where, where in the late '90s, David Goyer was frequently brought in to massage these more cerebral films and action them up a little bit he was uh, to make them producer. make them more generally appealing. I think he, I think he came in as a writer on this. But oh, that like, prick. you know, yeah. Uh, this is a, a strangely paced movie in in certain senses in terms of the rise and fall of action. Um, and I, in my memory of this film. I had thought that it had basically ended when there's this reveal. And like I said, we're, we're a spoiler heavy podcast. We assume that you've seen it. If you haven't, you know, feel free to go back and watch it or if you don't mind it being spoiled. But basically the scene where all of a sudden we realize, oh, they're on this floating platform in space. They're not on a, on earth. They're not on a planet. They're in this sort of uh, laboratory that's been set up by, by the, the strangers. That in my brain was like the last scene. There is no ocean, John. 
There is nothing beyond the city. The only place home exists is in your head. Now, we, we sort of have a last scene that does show, like, what our protagonist does to the place. But, like, I had forgotten that there was that there was this whole other sort of thing after that. Um, and, and the storytelling is... Uh, it's it can feel disjointed at times i think because of that where you're where it like the there wasn't there was sort of a double climax i guess of of action and it, it's they what could have just been they could have just revealed like oh they're they're rats in this maze right they're goldfish in this in this bowl like like the, the, they've sort of teased out these analogies for throughout throughout the film and that would be like the ending but then there's this whole sort of second build uh secondary ending uh it's um, it's that yeah just it's, narratively felt a little disjointed yeah it's it's like it's 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 a few a few edits like maybe two or three edits away from being a legitimately brilliant fucking movie well it's, and it's, i watched it's close i watched the original cut i assume we all watched the original cut not the director's cut i don't know i got whatever i made a point to i made a point to seek out the original cut because um uh, um, I made a crack with this uh, with Will earlier. Um, that that you know, I was like, I hope it's not like the Blade Runner. Ah, Blade Runner keeps coming. Um, not like Blade Runner with a voiceover explaining the whole story. And then like I I start watching it. And it's like it's got like Kiefer Sutherland explaining the whole story. First there was darkness. Then came the strangers. They were a race as old as time itself. They had mastered the ultimate technology, the ability to alter physical reality by will alone. They called this ability tuning. Uh, so I was definitely watching the right version. Yeah, which they which they changed in the director's cut. That was a big part of the, of, of what they changed was getting rid of the voiceover. Um, which you know, again, to sort of Will's point, like they were uh, clearly he wanted to go back and like mess with this to, to get it exactly the, the way that he wanted. I I just read about the director's cut. I haven't seen it, so I don't know how much more effectively that uh, that comes across. But yeah, the the original version, I could see why commercially it doesn't necessarily hit the beats the right way uh, for a broad audience um to appreciate that that sort of build and payoff yeah it, it felt like it it was trying to be like north by northwest in oh. new york new york cago um <laughs> but yeah, there I mean, is, it, but there is something it didn't, quite, it didn't quite do it uh no actually i i, I think i kind of disagree with you i think it did do it it, it just wasn't there's a couple of things that it doesn't quite hit, um, but I think it does nail the 40s, 50s aesthetic. Certainly, mm -hmm. it's a, it's it's a gorgeous fucking movie. Accordion uh, cop. Hello, I am a police officer. I will point a gun in your face because that's the right way to do things, I guess. Um, I mean, I mean, accordion cop kind of had his own movie going on in between the scenes. Oh, I do have a thing about Walensky that we'll get to later. Uh, I well, was talking about Bumstead, accordion cop, with his. Also, his name is fucking Bumstead. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that that was a missed opportunity to maybe do more with with the names. The names seemed kind of just arbitrary. I, I don't know if there was something that I missed. I, in, I actually think that. 
Yeah, that's something I was curious about too because they so the strangers are the nightmare creatures the the uh squid squid brains from the hellraiser universe it's mr wall mr book mr hand mr quiet and mr. it's creepy child <laughs> but they're all but they're all um singular right oh yeah which are. is seems like it's a thing there's no plurals in their in their weirdo universe which means that they sort of inherently can't understand a humanity where we kind of have to work in pairs at least yeah and, well, and they and they are sort of a borgian collective of of you know so that they're, they're that i guess was representative of they're each a part of this sort of larger you know right uh, it's the organism. one it's the one collective or yeah 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 yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would argue that the that the human character names were so generic intentionally because they're just interchangeable people, just interchangeable yeah. characters. Yeah, um, I, I, I almost would have preferred them to have been Brown and Smith and black and you know what i mean like 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 just like, it, like i think that would have been more effective instead of it being murdoch like is murdoch supposed to like, just have him be john smith like literally like hit me over the head yeah 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 i think that i think that would have served that purpose better but i don't know no i i totally agree with you now i'm just picturing like like bird dogs with a fetish <laughs> <animal. laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um all right well so let's we have a whole bunch of different things to get into, but we have a, a, something of a structure here. So, was there was, was let's get into like like plot and plot holes and, and continuity errors and, and and everything. Like, what stuck out to you in terms of you know things that maybe maybe didn't work? We, we've sort of started to go down that line. So, it, were there other things that, especially on the rewatch, uh, maybe you'd forgotten about that that stood out as as you know this 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 doesn't work or this isn't as effective as, as I thought it was when I first saw this. Um, I think there were a couple things that I, that I, that I wrote down as clever. And then I wrote down things as clever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like, like one of the things I put down as clever, good was, um, to demonstrate the fact that people's identities get shifted around the, the front desk guy at the hotel started as that, that sketchy newspaper salesman and then became black guy. And then, um, later in the film, the sketchy front desk guy is like the newspaper selling guy. And that kind of thing was, was legitimately clever, but then things that didn't stand up that were also a little clever were things like the dialogue was like really on the nose. Like this killer's running around this in circles. And then there's all the spiral imagery, and there's all the circles and and things like that. That that didn't really stand up. The dialogue was a little expository, more than I more than I like, especially especially Kiefer. Oh, Kiefer deserves his own. Yeah. Second here. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll reserve my thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll um, we'll get into that when we get into the characters. Um, yeah. Plot holes. Plot holes. Um, the the most astounding thing. Are you excited was, now? Son? I I love I love the, the, this. So the the one there's a barber shop that's open at midnight that they that they restage the people in. But really, really, what really bothered me was the strangers are afraid of moisture, and the city is like a waterfront with wet sidewalks constantly. It's raining. not a fucking They're okay. Giant, so it's not a fucking city. Giant, no. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> but you know the 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 set the setting is is just it's like everything's waterfront everything's a creaky broken bridge over water three inches away and everything's wet yeah i i that was that felt like a setup to something that never got paid off I like like we see him create no. the, the oceans but like that doesn't really like that's all it that doesn't it's not tangential like uh, to affecting the strangers like i wanted to know almost like like signs like in signs which was oh know, my like, god two later but like the water paid off like it was a plot point that was key to like you know whatever to turning back this alien invasion like like yeah. the, we, we never actually find out like why it's important other than like Kiefer Sutherland's hang out at a bathhouse like I there's no no the water no... was important to important to the end of the film that was it yeah it was important That's, to the main but... character with the, the ocean stuff but also like and like and like they're afraid of the water and he wants the water and they're afraid of him and like so it's, it, it sort of goes together but like going back to signs I also wrote down signs did you, did you just get a call from the strangers yes I did yeah, well, yeah what is happening <laughs> Uh, are you picking up on the train behind me? I'm sorry. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, there's there's train tracks. It's, not, it's not an abduction happening next door. <laughs> All right. All right. What do I need to roll back to? Uh, no, no. You were uh, you were just saying something about science. Oh, I was talking about science as well. Science. science. I, might, I might actually include that. <laughs> I was saying something about science. I was talking about science. Microchips. Um, so I also wrote down like signs, and it's like you know I'm imagining Mel Gibson in the in the John in the in the role of the main character, <laughs> and like and like you know like the water crashing over everything is like, freedom. Were, were there any other any other plot things? Uh, if not, well, uh, well, did you did you have anything uh, along those lines? I was actually shocked at how well it does work. Like this is a really tight script. It does the nineteen forties, thirties, forties thing really, really well. All the cars there, you know, are are representative of the time and. Um, you know, in terms of, of of pacing, I think this I think this is a really good fucking movie. Um, yeah, I, well, th there are a few things that I just it it doesn't think about them, and so it it encourages you not to think about them. But I right, I yeah, started, it, I started thinking about doesn't... them later, where yeah, I was like, yeah, like the, like the vacuum of space. Like, how would <laughs> exactly did that work when they knocked down that brick wall? Like. There was like a some sort of atmospheric bubble or something around. Well, that's kind of the like... ultimate. Uh, the ultimate, like this is not going to end well for, <laughs> for anybody. Yeah. It, it was it was a strange kind of. You kind of have to like accept, I guess, that this is how things work in this universe, which like I'm okay with on on some level. But then like the other thing that I just started thinking about was like this whole world is this city, and I guess like these strangers can make. Like we've seen that they can like make architecture, like can make like like shit, but like wh where's all the food coming from? Like where, like what from like, the automat? How does everything like right? But right, like what, like what? How does this society work? That's <laughs> like on this. It does not. Like, so, so I actually, ship, I actually you know? wrote down like logistics and giant letters. Yeah. 
Right. Because that's something I actually don't understand. They right. seem to... Uh, these uh, squid nightmares from... Strangers. The, the strangers, yes. Squid nightmares from the Hellraiser dimension. You know, they... So they, like, do a thing to a specific part of the city... And actually, yeah. a note that I a note that I left myself was that I thought they changed the the city every every night, but they actually Seems only changed like, like a district. Yeah, I I wrote down Kiefer has to inject individual people. Oh, How God. long did this take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the... Wait, clearly, they're not switching everybody every night. But like, right? It's this is it's a very inefficient process uh, for this whole <laughs> laboratory experiment. Yeah. Right. Um, so the, and the ultimate goal is to stay alive, solve mortality by encouraging people into going to murderous rages. Yeah, I mean they're trying to figure out like what makes humans human for some reason. I guess cuz they're dying, but that's also underexplained that like they're dying and how this is going to make that better like or solve that. These do bring back memories. This one is still warm. What is it? The recollections of a great lover? A catalog of conquests? We will soon find out. You wouldn't appreciate that, would you, Mr. Whatever Your Name Is? Not the sort of conquests you would ever understand. Let's see. though well i the 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 setting really addresses one of our other uh, questions that we always ask which is what is the most sort of indicative of this like time and era reference and i don't i thought for a long time about it like in terms of this being 1998 that this was filmed because everything is set in this like nebulous 40s almost like havana trapped in time you know old school cars and 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 old school clothes and everything and this like almost metropolis looking you know art deco backdrop like it, i don't know that there's much like that the phone rings but again it's like a phone from that time like there's no there's nothing that really gives away to me but maybe i missed something did you guys notice anything that was like oh this is this is absolutely happening in the 90s and you yeah, like, I, 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 I think this is I, I really do think this is a good fucking movie and um and i i was kind of blown away by how much i enjoyed it and did not notice well actually i, I mean I, I mean, for, 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 for me, there really was nothing that, like, made this, like, scream late 90s. But uh, I, I do have to point out that, that, the, that the, the sort of nebulous 40s, 50s, I kept expecting someone to turn on one of those giant illuminated radios and be like, and, and hear, like, killer at large. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. I, it, was, it was interesting, like, the media that was used, right? Like, they clearly, like, didn't have, they had newspapers. We see, we see all yeah. these newspaper clippings. Which is very sort of old school, but right there, yeah. there was no like radio broadcasting live there. from not the same building as yesterday. Like, yeah, I mean, imagine being a reporter in that, in that world. <laughs> well, you'd lose your fucking memory every night, so right. 
I mean, there is some collective memory in in whatever paper existed in this city, but like, well, yeah, that's it's... that's actually the that's the plot hole that I was going to point out. If they have if they um, have a fucking newspaper, then <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, there's something, right? I mean, there's something for them to like refer back to, but but it's unclear who's writing the things. Is it a different person all the time? Like, you know, are their memories getting wiped? Are they getting moved around to new roles and everything? <laughs> Uh, we, I, I, I kind of wish we'd seen a reporter. A reporter would have been an interesting other character to like play against the cop and play against. Because like Jennifer Connelly is a little wasted. Like the nightclub she, doesn't. She is. Yeah. Like the nightclub yeah. doesn't do anything to drive the plot. Like she's. A singer, I mean, she's like, really good, but. Yeah, she no, she's great, but like what? Like her role, her professional role doesn't drive anything. It doesn't fit into some piece of something that like you help it helps you understand the world any better it's just like okay i guess there's a nightclub in this place yeah like like, <laughs> like there's no <laughs> yeah right right I, uh... I i do i do like though i really i really and i had remembered this as one of the things that i liked about it originally that i really appreciated is the fact that like as we go along and as or as john murdoch starts to kind of figure out this world you know, I remember thinking, why is it always dark? And then he's like, have you guys noticed that it's always dark? Like, like, like yeah. they, he, he, he gets, they get to those points at the right point where it's just starting to bother you as a viewer. And they're like, if you notice that, like, no one knows if it's 12 a.m. or p.m. Like, like, and you're like, yes, who, what is this? And, and so, like, I feel like they do a good job of hitting those beats and addressing those points, asking those questions, like, through the characters as you're getting to that point as an audience member where you're like, can someone answer this question for me? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. They control everything here, even the sun. That's why it's always dark. They can't stand the light. I guess let's get in. Uh, this was a, a fairly singularly put together soundtrack uh it was clearly um uh, you know a soundtrack that was curated and and uh music that was made sort of for the for this movie did, what, what stuck out to you about the soundtrack did, did you notice it uh were there points that 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 it you know that it was uh that it ebbed and flowed for you uh i i actually was fine with the soundtrack but there's a moment uh after john goes to see his wife at the pier and it's like this nice quiet moment of peace for all of them because that's that's kind of the whole thing with the movie right okay like i've changed all this mm -hmm. using using my brain waves <laughs> and then suddenly the soundtrack is like craziness yeah like the soundtrack just goes fucking nuts during yeah, the credits I'll, I'll up on that up until that point i was like wow this is actually a really nice atmospheric thing and i went and i was like let me look this up and it's trevor jones and he did you know from hell and i was like oh yeah this i same guy yeah sure this is great uh and <laughs> that happened I, I i was i was so thrown off that i thought i was like ready like, i would have rig from i would have been less thrown off by like like an evanescence sounding just late 90s rock ballad yeah I don't, I don't i don't know why they chose like the credits to do that yeah i mean it, at least at least like it didn't interrupt most of the actual action of everything uh, it's, it's it's a very um, dramatic soundtrack and it didn't need to be yeah i mean I, most of the rest of it like you said it is sort of atmospheric it is it is uh 
classical, the instrumental. Um, uh, there's no, again, going back to the fact that there's nothing that pegs this to, you know, it being the nineties, there's, there's no pop songs in this. There's no, there's no popular culture in any way inserted <laughs> into the sound of the, of this film. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, it avoided, I think to its credit in a good way in the action sequences that did exist, there weren't, there was not like Foley effects going on that were crashing around. There wasn't like, it wasn't just like sound effects of like fights and, and destruction in a way that was distracting in any way. Like as the buildings were being built and stuff, you had some sort of sounds, but like it was, it wasn't anything that like took away from, from sort of the, the sound of, of the film. It felt like it all kind of flowed. All right. It, it wasn't campy in that sense. No. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's actually extraordinarily, Alex mentioned this, but like really reserved in in how it did everything. Well, one thing that maybe wasn't as reserved was Kiefer Sutherland. So let's let's get into the character. <laughs> uh, what what characters uh, in this character or characters uh, maybe improved in in your mind, uh, Alex, over over time, and and maybe which ones uh, sank uh, on on a rewatch. Um, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to Kiefer, um, but I think I think that uh, Detective Bumstead kind of grew on me. He was just sort of sort of uh, there in my in my recollection of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, as a cop who, you know, finds things that move plot forward as cops often do in film. Um, but you know, he actually was like a fully fledged character. And I, I, I guess I didn't really appreciate it the first time around. And then, you know, he starts to actually be genuinely upset that he can't remember his mother. Um, like he gets generally thrown by not actually knowing where shell beach is. Um, so he really, he really did come across better on subsequent view. You know, who didn't work for me was the, um, other cop, um, the crazy cop who kills himself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It that that was like, why do you need two people explaining? So, so I actually do have a note about that because it looked like they had to do a reshoot at one point in the middle. At the one point in the middle of uh, the conversation where Walensky is like on the uh, on the tracks or not on the tracks, but on the station, the platform, platform. Um, he suddenly blue screened. Like Walensky is blue screen, and it, it looks like it was a reshoot, oh. which is something I actually wanted to bring up. Well, he, like I like I like his introduction. I think the idea that like oh, we don't know how to handle this like cop who's gone off the rails, who's like the one who's figuring out that everything's you know wrong um is a nice juxtaposition of like order and and you know the the actual complete lack of order and lack of control that they that they have but right then that final scene it, it like doesn't really make sense like and kind of comes out of the blue um yeah i wonder if that was if that was added in or or you know redone or something in a way well, to yeah what's fucked up about that scene is that there are some uh shot verse shots uh that they do with uh sorry it's rupert rupert sewell rufus Ruf, rufus rufus, rufus sewell um 
But there are shot reverse shots that they do where he's actually there. And then um, in the middle of all that, it's clear that the actor who played uh, Walensky isn't there. And it's just green screen. Huh. Huh. Uh, Walensky, you just, you just made me realize that Walensky is a plot hole um, in and of himself. Yeah. Uh, that, that there's no good reason that the strangers would not have just made people forget he was ever a cop and just be like a crazy homeless guy. Yeah, or or just gone in and wiped his memory so that he wasn't potentially exposing people to what was going on. Like he yeah. he's he's a very clear loose end that like yeah. like it almost would have made more sense if if you'd seen if he tried to tried to warn Murdoch and then you'd seen them like wipe him out. Like they they took care of him instead of he just killed himself. Like mm. like they're they're the ones trying to you know keep keep whatever truth from coming out. It, it would uh, actually kind of like make more sense if you start this story from uh Sewell being a cop finding Walensky dead on the tracks and then like what happened here and then like and then you go through all the stuff yeah yeah I mean him him killing himself isn't doesn't really fit with the character like him dying and then of mysterious in a mysterious way like right you could you could take that any numbers of directions but it's uh yeah, you're right. You're right, though, that Alex, that the suicide just doesn't really kind of fit with, and and the fact that he was running around in the first place, like yeah. being able to 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 do that. Um, uh, I I agree with with both you, that I, both uh, William Hurt and, and Jennifer Connelly. I I I thought both of their characters, it, despite the fact that her profession was sort of wasted, uh, the the fact that that we see them trying to figure this out as other members of this world was a nice counterpoint to to well we have our like superman who has like all these powers or whatever and is, and has a leg up on everybody else like these were the, just like the humans in this world slowly coming to terms with the fact that something was wrong with with their world and not knowing how to deal with it and and you know sort of i think play as the audience plays as you as you're going along I mean, you know something's not right but until until he breaks through the wall like you don't really understand like how not right it is like how oh no we're not on earth like we're not like this is this is a completely different deal um and so so i mean i think that they they play that role of of, of audience guide kind of um as, as we go along well um sure talk about I, Keith there? yeah we I mean, this is now's the time <laughs> uh I remembered him being over the top and I hadn't seen him in a lot of stuff at this point. Like this was pre 24, like when he'd like had his like mid career resurgence or whatever. Um, and I had not seen him in, in a ton of stuff. Um, I, I remember being a little weirded out by just like the whole presentation of everything. I don't know. We never really understand why. I don't know if he chose to play that character as this like quirky so, asthmatic or if that was written that way. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know whose choice that was. What else were your sort of takeaways of that character and what what did and didn't work and and how that all sort of folded into everything? I didn't love that he had like three disabilities. It's going to sound terrible. (laughs) 
But it's like the character already had enough going on. The eye and the limp and the... Yeah. Um, he, he felt like he was channeling a little bit of a, of a, of a Nicolas Cage, but like pre-Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I, I was just reaching forward into the future for that energy. Um, yeah, wrong. I mean, it was he had had a little Quasimodo going, you know, and sort of the presentation of everything. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I don't think I understood why he needed to be like, like differently abled. Or right, like clearly these the strangers have the whatever power they have over the humans. Like they, you don't need like a particularly weak human. Like you, they're doing it to everybody, right? Like there's right. it's not like a like a physical advantage that they would need in order to control him in a, a different way yeah it's... yeah they seem to they seem to have set him up to be uh, a hobbled um you know nazi sympathizer <laughs> basically and uh that was probably unnecessary i mean i mean maybe maybe he's supposed to be channeling kind of like a like a renfield uh uh sort of like oh i think you're onto something when you say you know like like uh like an igor type or yeah igor or renfield actually yeah that makes a lot of sense it does um anything else on on characters uh that that stood out in, in any way major or minor the minor character that really threw me off was the was the prostitute at the beginning that's like there's a there's a prostitute murdering guy on the loose let me take this random guy into my house you're talking about anna yeah the original, yeah it didn't... sorry the original anna before they yes. rename jennifer Connolly to be anna yes yes which is super weird yeah yeah that's i mean that's certainly a choice like that's not there's no way that that was an accident um but but right like yeah that it didn't her motivation didn't really make any sense uh, in that scene. And then he disappears and she's like angry, like, cause she like lost a client. Like she's, doesn't appear to have any like further concern for her own safety or anything uh, within the context of that. So yeah, she even makes a joke about it. Like, Oh, your name's John. That's fitting. What's your name, honey? John. <laughs> well, that's an appropriate name. So I, I, I will say that, uh, I, I searched not necessarily far and wide, but I searched around a bit and I, I couldn't find any anything for my self-indulgence of Gaucho Watch uh, trying to make any tie to my alma mater, the University of California, Santa Barbara. The closest thing is that there are real shell beaches in, in this world and the most prominent one is Pismo Beach, which is the next prominent beach up the California coast from Santa Barbara, uh, about an hour up the coast. That's as close as we get to fulfilling Gaucho Watch for episode 12. Um Right, we talked in the beginning. This was a twenty-seven million dollar movie. It's like forty-five million dollars today. Uh, barely made its money back. Is this a movie that could get made again today? Do we think? I really think it could. I think I think audiences these days are are smarter, or if not smarter, then at least more willing to watch weird psychological stuff. Like look at the success of Inception, which is kind of the same basic premise um christopher nolan is a hack will, will will doesn't i like nolan will doesn't like nolan that's, that's I, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the the special effects could be certainly made more realistic or maybe a little more subtle. Um, the practical special effects in this thing are great, um, but the the you know the, the there's there's some there's some stuff that's very '90s, like the buildings inflating that like Inception shows. Like you could definitely work a lot better. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's twenty three years old at this point, so like the just everything that that suffered in in that sense of being pre again, I don't even know what year was like sort of the real turning point, but we you know we saw we started to see superhero movies that actually looked good instead of looking stilted and CGI'd, you know, like yeah. like that the, the the action scenes like looked better and you could get away with stuff uh, that used to you you only had, could do in cartoons, um, but yeah, right. I mean you could update all that. I just I don't know if there are so few directors that they get that kind of budget to me this is like a streaming movie like this ends up on a on a netflix maybe like like or one of those there's a lot of science fiction stuff coming through now on on the streaming services where they're willing to spend some money to do stuff i i don't know if it's a theatrical release i think it maybe is is something that that lives um lives on on a on one of those services i don't know what are your senses well on, on whether or not this gets made today I think that the story is so good and um, if you could pull back and really do it from a human perspective like that shot that shot when they when they finally revealed that the city is just this fucking floating frisbee you know in space that shot is so good in and of itself and it suddenly makes you realize that you've got humans just being abducted and they don't bother to explain the alien stuff yeah. right i mean it's I, I read something that that alex Perez said that he that it's supposed to not be it's supposed to be moving going somewhere it's supposed to be like a ship that's like going somewhere yeah it's it's, it's, the, it's clearly it's clearly rotating yeah, it's not just like this is like a planet, whatever. But they're like, there's some destination that they're on their way to, which is an interesting idea in terms of where does this story sort of go from here, which uh, is <laughs> leads us into uh, the other question that, that I think is always really interesting. And certainly this movie sets up very well of what's happened to each of these characters in the intervening in the world in this intervening time, because it is so open ended. Uh how do we think that this world has sort of evolved uh, now that we have a human in charge who has the capabilities essentially of playing God? Alex, do you have a, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, that um, John and um, Anna, Emma um, got together on the beach, tried it out. It didn't pan out. And John went full Akira. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just over. This is wreckage. No, fuck you. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to imagine that somebody that has that much power over the whole. I mean, he's he really is like a god. Like like he's 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 already remade. He's already put oceans in. <laughs> he's already well, re remodeled well, Alex, some oceans. Let's let's like step back because Alex is wearing a fucking Disney T-shirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but i mean right like it's 
you could see it going real bad. Like there's, there are ways that you could see this not being good and not being a happy ending. Like they leave it happy, but I, yeah, also... I, think, I think I gotta do a hard disagree with you. All right. But wait, how, how do you see it unfolding? I I think that the whole, the whole thing is John, you know, realizing that his wife was, you know, a good woman and, uh, he's a better man and yeah he's gonna remake stuff but like his first act was to create a beach that everybody could go to this is not that's not the act of a selfish person There's well that, I, I get it but but like power corrupts right and absolute power uh, corrupts absolutely no, and he's got no, absolute I, power no i think he, i think he's beyond that so i, I, I think I mean, running out of they they they, I, they show right the fuck away that he saves a goldfish you know. Sure, but like, but they're still on an orb floating through space, like indefinitely, and we're like, like now that I mean, what is he gonna go tell everybody? Like, oh, by the way, you've all been lab rats, and like, it's cool. Like, well, I got it, I got it under control. Well, that's uh, by that's the way, your actually, jobs don't. That's the your, great question. Your jobs don't exist. Society doesn't exist. I don't know how we get food <laughs> in this bitch, but I'll figure it out. Like, like, what, like, what? what, what how does any of this work? Like. <laughs> I mean, uh, so that, all that, of that, the water is now this beautiful question. beach. <laughs> what was that? Uh, so all of our water is now at this beautiful beach. Yeah, right. Well, right. Like, is he creating water out of like nothing? I, 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 we don't know like how much control. Like, we have, he has a lot of control, but it's like, right? Can he just create anything? Like, I don't. It's I. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I could see it going poorly. Uh, I would like to know. I would like to <laughs> sort of see what like what happens to this world. This I don't. Actually, I don't. Yeah, this is one of the few things I would like to see a sequel to, because like where where do we go? It seemed like they were set up for it. I mean, there was I saw some some mention of how he sort of how how Proyo sort of saw that that world as being open ended and and having different directions that it, that you could go with it if you wanted to. Um, and I, I think you could go any number of ways. I mean, I think I think you know you can you can see that from kind of a lord of the flies thing as they're all like stuck on this on this island together uh like like society is gonna break down at some point but yeah like i don't know there's it's very open-ended which i appreciate like the bit that allows you to fill it as your subconscious sees fit um yeah it's kind of great kind of great all right what what, what else what, any other loose ends get you guys have any other any other notes that we didn't get to um <clears throat> any, any other points that you wanted to to bring up or hash through uh i thought the the, the effects were overall pretty great but uh i don't know the um <laughs> the i just wanted to highlight the moment where the stranger gets smushed by the buildings and, and, and just, and just like, splats black yeah. Yeah. this is like a <laughs> cascade of blood um i really appreciated that <laughs> i i i appreciated the 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 main one exploding the second he hit the water tower like oh yeah that's yeah, water I, payoff well i was gonna say wait, right it was that supposed to be the payoff i i, I guess like like it didn't seem like the water is what killed him. Like it seemed like the impact was what killed him. But I don't know. There is something, uh, some, some uh, uh, 
like loss of focus, I guess, in this. Um, which can means... we talk about the creepiest character? <laughs> Hang on. Is it? Is it? Is it the kill him? <laughs> okay. There's a small no. child. Yeah, it's the only child. We got the only child. And then we also have to talk about the um, gyrocopter from <sighs> Road Warrior, who plays the lead. Well, not the lead, but the tallest stranger. Therefore, the lead. <laughs> but right, like what? What was that? Why was there a child? And why was he the most sociopathic one of the whole lot? Like, what? I don't understand what was happening there. Like, <laughs> so they do say that like they inhabit our dead. Yeah, like, which which I, bothers I, me. Like, how how did they solve that rigor mortis thing? Um, like, they, is that is that what that was supposed to be? It was supposed to be a dead kid that one of them had taken over. It's a, it's a dead kid. Yeah. Okay. Who goes? Who right? Who chomps on knuckles and? Uh, just like I mean, like I, why? Why was he eating his hand? I don't understand. Like, what was? That's not the most effective way to get anything done. <laughs> they were very strange very things. Strange. Yeah. I, I remember that specifically. I mean, I was watching it like super late at night, so I was already in like kind of a strange like headspace the first time I saw it. I remembered being like, "This thing's fucking weird," but it's pretty good. But it's fucking weird like like i remember that sort of <laughs> it, it, it it really is it's really weirder than i than i remember it being because it deals with death in such a like not american way yeah it's like okay you died and now you're a fucking husk for this little kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that's that in and of itself is very strange and then they have like there's like a scene where uh, the little kid is chopping up a lady's boobs, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, they do. They do show that she was the one who, or he was the one who, like, like maimed her Did and like put put the insignia on her." Yeah. yeah, right. Which just like adds to the creepiness of that of that character. Um, and and to your sort of broader point, I mean, it is like a it is still like a CHC movie. It is still like it does still follow like sort of classic Hollywood cinema beats largely but it is not it is it doesn't follow a lot of american conventions in terms of the way that it's that it's told and, and framed uh it, it is it is different um than i think a lot of audiences are used to seeing anything else before we ask the all-important final question oh 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 why yes. why why did they pronounce tuning as tuning <laughs> tuning uh, there were tuning. some australian actors that might have had something to do with it uh i don't i don't know uh, tune what is to be done? This man is dangerous. It is said he is able to cue. Impossible. Somehow, you have developed their ability to cue. Yeah, it, it was an odd choice of verb. I, I I didn't really think about it, but like, is there? Did you guys have a sense of why that was the word that they chose? So it's a strange. It's a strange way of putting that. Because because they sort of use it as a catch-all, right? It's it's for the it's for building, but it's also for like the that like whatever's coming out of his forehead the sort of energy fields right yeah i mean like it's sort of the the catch-all term for like this supernatural power and it's i don't know it's like i get it more on like on like the like tuning like the city right like yeah the mind zaps are pretty bad we should we should point out (laughs) his 
I mean, it's, wow, just, wow, wow. <laughs> it's again, it's sort of underexplained. It's it's kind of it's like the force, but then it, you can also do this other stuff with it, <laughs> like like change the architecture of this place that they live. Um, I don't know. Uh, eh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it, it was an interesting. I mean, like you had to have some sort of a device there i it just it, i don't know i was just curious if, if, if that word meant anything i couldn't figure out did he create a son or was that just like i wasn't that was unclear to me if he like did. i really i really love this movie yeah, yeah i have no fucking idea <laughs> all right well i suppose that brings us back around to uh to the beginning and to the all-important question uh alex you are our guest you are the one who brought us this film uh you thought you liked this film when you first saw it in the theaters in 1998 as a teenager uh it is 2021 you have rewatched it do you still like this movie yeah i i think surprisingly i i still do like it uh you know i ragged on a little bit of it but it it stood out um i really like kind of like the the timeless nature of, of the set pieces um the aside from Kiefer's uh, a little over-the-top characterization. These do bring back memories. Um, everyone else was, was, you know, reserved. The cinematography is really quite good. Like, at first I was like, oh, broken fishbowl, and they're in a fishbowl that they're going to break. Uh, but then it's stuff like they, they constantly had the shots of the overhead shot of the spiral staircase and the... Um, things of that nature i i like i mentioned earlier that i thought it was clever in in a good way that they demonstrated the fact that identity was malleable and they they had two different actors playing the same bit character um i i i wrote this down that there that that there were nice little details like like they have a a life forging assembly line where they're like you know this is a thing that's gonna make them think about this and 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 Kiefer was like you know you wouldn't understand this you know the importance of this this bracelet or whatever it was um and I think like the little the little things like that and the overarching story uh it really stands up and it's it's paced a little weird um it goes to a new shot like every two seconds but beyond that it's it's a really great film it really stands up i i am in full agreement i think this does an incredible job of standing up a, a really solid script other than the uh, the goofy stuff that we mentioned and it's bleak you know at <laughs> at, at, at best um our hero has reshaped the frisbee city to have a beach that, like that that's actually it like there's there's no going back to earth right well and they don't even remember earth i mean that that's they're so detached from everything that like like i don't even the, their memories have been wiped it doesn't appear that they have a way of getting those back because even the doctor had to wipe his own pre city memories so like, like there's nowhere to go like they're not going right. home like this is this is home um yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it it doesn't wrap everything like it it has a happy ending within the context of the available endings, I suppose. But like, it, right? It's 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 not. It is not. The, nobody gets to go home again. Nobody gets to gets to you know 
go back to Earth. This is not like interstellar and, and they're going to figure out a solution to, to problems here. Uh, uh, yeah, they're they're still stuck in this in this place um, that effectively was a prison for them. Um, yeah. I but think, yeah, I think that's why I think that's why it works. You know, this is yeah. like we're going to present you with uh, no pun intended dark situation and then here's here's the best you got you get sunlight now and you, and, and you, get, and you, you get beach days uh, yeah yeah it. well i guess it, yeah a lot of it's still open-ended but but yeah i mean it, i i remembered liking it too uh when i first saw it and i i think i'm watching it with in you know in during the daylight and, and was paying a, probably a little closer attention. There are things that uh, I would like more explanation to, and maybe I'll go back eventually and watch the director's cut to fill in some of those blanks or see if they do fill in some of those blanks. Um, but yeah, the fact that, that they, as we've talked about with the setting, you know, some of the, some of the special effects don't age great, but the fact that the setting is in this nebulous time period allows it to not age poorly in terms of, of the way that, that it looks and, and um, it feels, it feels of a, of a sort of timeless nature not, not very stuck in, in, in the time that it was made. Um, yeah. And I, I liked it again. I, 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 I'm, I don't regret going back and watching it, which believe me is a bar that not, not every film <laughs> on this podcast clears. Uh, so yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, and on that note, uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at like this movie. Feel free to hop into the conversation about any of these movies using the hashtag ITILTM. That's hashtag ITILTM. And we will see you next week. Think I Like This Movie is created by Noah Frank and hosted by Noah Frank and Will Vitka. Editing by Will Vitka. All music on the show, unless otherwise noted, provided courtesy of the South County All-Stars. Copyright 2021.